Hi, I'm Morgan. I'm Robin. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Bougie Behavior. Hey, y'all. Hey. We're here. It's almost summertime in the city. We apologize because it is a month since our last episode. We know you guys missed us. <laughs> um, I had some misfortune in my family. So, um, the day that we usually record was actually the day of my baby cousin's funeral. Um, she had a long battle with cancer, so congratulations to leukemia. Um, she was one month, not one month, one year and eight months old. But crazy thing is, um, it was a bittersweet moment because we lost Edie, but they were actually expecting another child same time so literally the very next day um she had her second baby oh my gosh. <laughs> yes Eleanor That's so, amazing. so it was and it happened resurrection weekend so it happened oh Easter gosh. which was really crazy That's God's timing. yeah so Edie passed on Friday Eleanor came into the world on Saturday um you know so our hearts and our prayers are going out to um, their cousins and their new baby and sending them love and everything um they had one of our cousins she's actually a twin and her twin um used to work at uh i think it was good morning america but her friend from good morning america is on the view right now and they did like a really nice um package on Edie. so that was really nice so um if any of you all have in your hearts to donate or have been affected by someone who has cancer or has lost their life to cancer, um, definitely consider donating to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society um, and our cousin Edie's name. Uh, but yeah, so that's what happened and we are here uh, celebrating life, celebrating new life, celebrating old life. Um, so yeah. Yeah. We're here. But death literally teaches you a lot about yourself. It does. Um, it didn't really hit me until it happened. Because, like, like I said, we knew for six months that she had cancer and she was going through chemo. So I really was just kind of like, oh, you know, yeah, you know, they're going to beat this. And yeah. and then it just... Took a toll. Yeah. And, like, just experiencing it secondhand, because I don't even know, like how to put in words, like, what her parents were feeling, because yeah. I don't even, like, there's, my sister and I were just, like, there's literally nothing we can say to them or do mm-hmm. that, like, would make them feel any better mm-hmm. about the situation, um, because, I mean, from what I've heard, it's nothing like losing a child, so, yeah, it's just, you know, don't take anything for granted, you guys. Mm-hmm. And so part of life, though, unfortunately, that's one thing I've learned with death is, like, it will just make you realize that it's going to happen eventually. Mm-hmm. So just live for the moment and cherish, be there for the moment. On a lighter note, <laughs> speaking of babies coming into the world. Yeah, new babies. What's it called? What's his name? Prince William <laughs> and Kate Middleton had their baby, which we still don't know the name of. But yeah, I keep seeing the think pieces. Oh, my God. <laughs> And it's historic because this is the first time that a prince being born won't surpass his 
sister, older sister, in succession for the for the crown. So the queen said that um, her granddaughter. Yeah. So now that the queen has allowed um, daughters to be called princesses. So, like, normally, you know, they have George, and they had Charlotte, and this new baby, whose name we still don't know. Um, the new baby would have surpassed Charlotte, but... That's crazy. Yeah. Now... So, even though he's younger than her, he still would have, like, held, like, a higher place on the throne than her? Yeah. That's how it used to be? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Megan and Harry have announced their performers for the wedding. Yes, the performers. <laughs> and... That's just Karen Gibson and the Kingdom Choir. Killing me. I don't know why. It's probably because I grew up in the church. Yeah. Like I've heard of so many Brit names in my life, but this literally sounds like such a black Brit name. <laughs> Takes the cake. Yeah. I mean, okay. So Karen is black, and then they have another. Um, so they invited her and the Kingdom Choir. Apparently, the Kingdom Choir is like the most sought after. Choir in Europe, and then they also have Shaku Kane Mason, who's a cellist. He's also a young. I was gonna say African American, but he is not African American. Yeah, I was gonna he say, is his British. Name is not African American, and he's it. he's a a uh, uh, British American black male. That's crazy. Not well, British American. Well, <laughs> he's I mean, not American at all. Oh, so you're just making this up. <laughs> he's clearly a black. British man. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like so great. I would love to see like some of these performances whenever they go online. I know. Um, and Karen, apparently she's no stranger to performing in front of royals because she's performed before Prince Charles and the Queen, also mm-hmm. Nelson Mandela and Bill Clinton. Um, and she has like workshops. So it's cool that this is like gospel because like gospel is such like an black American genre of music Mm -hmm. and I keep forgetting that Megan is American so that's probably why she's taking bits and pieces of herself exactly um but Karen specifically she is a choir conductor and she holds workshops like all over Europe and like Switzerland and Italy and France and Spain that's pretty cool um and Poland and even places like Nigeria and Japan and even here in the U.S. and she teaches people who are interested. Basically, she's getting these checks. She's getting these coins, securing the bag. So, she teaches. She teaches people who want to conduct gospel choir. Okay. Yeah. So it's cool, like seeing the reach of like Black American music Mm -hmm. in different countries. and it was funny because I studied abroad in London um, one summer while I was at NYU. And uh, we were, me and like a couple of friends from class, we went to Shoreditch, which is like the Williamsburg of London. It's very trendy. I'm sure people are really stylish. Yeah, and it, it's like a bunch of art galleries and like super artsy people. Sounds like a cool area. Um, kind of like Wynwood in Miami or a Five Points in Atlanta. Okay, um, not Five Points. <laughs> Little Five Points. <laughs> it's so cute over there. Yeah. I like it. Um, 
But yeah, so that's kind of like the vibe of Shoreditch. And so we were like gallery hopping. And this one DJ at this one gallery was playing like, was mixing Biggie. And I was like, oh my God, Biggie's playing. And of course, like Biggie's huge and everybody listens to Biggie. But yeah. it's like different when you go to a different country. Because I was also, like when I was like 15, I was in Belgium. And um, I was walking down the street, like taking in all of Belgium's imperialist glory they have beautiful architecture there like gorgeous architecture um but i was walking down the street with my family and then this like benz pulls up black guy driving it and he's like bumping too short (laughs) too short blow whistle and i was like oh my god that's so funny funny. i was like too short isn't belgium right now like bumping through somebody's speakers so it's funny to, like, see the impact and reach of, like, black American music, specifically hip-hop and rap, like, in these different countries. Um, and it was hard to explain that to the guy I was with when I was in London, because I was like, oh, my God, like, he's playing Biggie right now. I feel so weird. He's like, why do you feel weird? I guess he was trying to, like, <laughs> be like, oh, you don't think people in London listen to hip-hop? And it wasn't that. It's I don't. Not it's not feel. that at all. It's the fact that they do. And they consider it valuable and like yeah, because they have their own rap category. Grunge. Yeah, grunge, which I haven't gotten into yet, but I, I need to. I, heard I it's guess pretty good. The um, there's like a few rappers that I've heard them just from like Drake songs and like yeah. different songs, and they actually sound really cool. I just have to like probably get over the accent first because I think the accent is what's the hardest part for me to get used to. Right, because when you're not used to hearing people rap like that. It sounds weird mm-hmm. because on Drake's album he had um, a couple rappers and there was one specifically who was like you know what I'm saying wow like he has a really good flow but his accent I just couldn't like get gigs. over it yeah I couldn't get over the accent but mm-hmm. he sounded really cool oh that's funny I was actually just list uh well when it was like a week ago I was watching Jesus and Nero with John Boyega and he's British and he was talking about like the different British rappers and like who's hot and who's not mm-hmm. and of course, Jesus and Nero was being their typical... They're so funny. Hilarious self. And they're like, okay, we got to get into, you know, who's better. They're hilarious. But yeah, no. I, I was die like, whenever I watch their show. I know. It's actually hilarious. You going to watch the Royal Wedding? I don't know if I'm going to stay up. I might just yet. catch the highlights. Well, I, w- I just want to see, like, specific things probably. But I'm probably not going to stay up. I like sleeping things. Yeah. I'm excited to see what her dress looks like. Yes. Possible custom by Vera Wing. I think I'm hearing. I feel like Megan may be a bride that has like more small dress. A lot of brides are doing that now. They yeah, like five, I think six, I'm gonna do that. Not, have like not five. That's too much. Five? No. Six, seven? No. Three? Maybe like two. I went to a wedding. My friend, she had three dresses. That's not bad. That's not bad. So like one for the reception, one for the ceremony, and one for the. Well, she had two for the reception. Oh, because okay. she actually married. So her boy boyfriend, her husband's family's Nigerian. So she had to have like a okay. traditional Nigerian dress. Um, That's nice. Yeah. So she did that, and then she had a dress for the actual ceremony. Then she had, she came to the reception with the ceremony dress on. Mm-hmm. Then she changed to the traditional Nigerian garb, and then she had a third dress. 
towards the end. I don't think that's too much, though. I feel like that's... I don't either. But, I mean, some people will probably be Five like, is a five. lot. That's, that's... What about eight? That's a lot. Eight? Eight outfits. Like, I... I think eight was for the whole weekend. I'm not going to say her name. Okay. She annoys me. I was about to say, I could see eight for the whole weekend. Like, if... Because I personally wanted, like, if you want to, like, drag it out, you want to have, like, a... I want to have a weekend. weekend. Yeah. So we're going to have, like, the rehearsal dinner. Everyone comes in on Thursday, Friday morning, come mm-hmm. in, have, like, a nice little dinner or something. Saturday, day of activities, mm-hmm. you know, so you rehearsal dinner. A destination wedding. You know, I don't know. Because if I, I have a destination that wedding. That makes sense for destination weddings. It does. Like have a whole itinerary for your guests if they would like to participate in things. Yeah, but see, the only way I would want a destination wedding is if, I could afford to pay for people who couldn't come. So, but I could feel, I feel like if I had a wedding here in, like, New York or somewhere in California and just got, like... I've seen some really nice weddings here, you know? Yeah, and, like, people, you can always find a million things to do it's in New York. get married in front of, I mean, taking wedding photos in front of your wife's and husband's wedding. It's just, like, that's such a cute, like, photos. Was I with you? No. I was walking past because I was going to a shoot nearby there, but I was just like, wow, like that's such a great idea. Did you see it before on your own too? Remember when we went to Christian's print shop premiere and we was were outside the Roxy Hotel and someone was taking pictures? Was there a wedding there again? Because Somebody I, was taking pictures in I front of the Roxy. I saw a wedding there before that time. Oh, that's crazy. I thought that was really cute. I'm sure that was expensive as hell. It was. I like. I feel like any. Any wedding that you have here in New York is about to be like expensive, but clearly not as expensive as this as this royal wedding is about to be. No, I wish I was married, but at the same time, I don't. Those pictures I sent you of Mona at the Yachters wedding. Oh, that was real cute. She that was showed real out. nice. That, that was, was a whole nice. weekend experience. See, that's what I want, and, and you she can do had that. that many dress changes. She had like six or seven custom dresses. Well, see, that's the thing. When you have people that'll make your dress and be like, oh my god, I'll just make it for free. Hell yeah, I get like... I know some of those people made it for free, though. Oh, no? Because it was... I feel like she has the money. Yeah. Because she's spending Who is this woman? Tell the people who it is. Uh, What's her name? Audrey Song, and her blog was Song of Style. And she's been in the industry for, like, over 10 years. And she's showing out with these wedding pictures. They did look really nice. And her husband is a photographer. So if you think of him being a photographer, and then, like, that means that she is marrying a photographer. So she got, like, a bomb photographer to actually take her wedding pictures, and I was blown away by all of the photos that I saw. Like, they were, like, standing on top of a mountain at one point. Uh, Oh, I was like, I'm dead, but I saw the picture. Oh, they were so beautiful. Yeah, no. It was very nice. And she had her husband had a groomswoman in a suit. It was so cute. Oh yeah, that's cute. You know, I honestly want to put my bridesmaids in suits. I'm kind really? of on that wave right now. That I might change cute. my mind by the time I get married. That's. I mean, I feel like that's cute. I think it's cute. That sounds cute. I want to do something different. I probably won't even wear white or off white. I might wear like some. Well. You can do whatever you want. I want to do whatever the hell I want to do. Because my wedding. <laughs> I don't even like talking about weddings. For me, it's too much. Kind of like Miranda Hobbs. 
She had a very unconventional wedding, which I just thought about because we're about to move Did into she? to Miranda. Everybody should be a Miranda. Did she have an unconventional wedding? She did. So in the show, she did not want like a white dress. dress. She didn't believe in any of that. Like she doesn't. She's not the type of character to believe in marriage or like, you know, love. She hated all that lovey dovey crap, and so she was like, I don't want anything frilly. I don't want anything with lace. No um, tool, no white, no nothing. Wow. She was like... So what's that lady wearing? She had on this, like, red burgundy dress and got married, like, in one of those... You know those little parks, like, that just kind of be, like, in the middle of, like, two big streets or something? And it's just, like, a space of green that they just put there. That's kind of, like, where she got married. Sounds like... And she didn't have any bridesmaids. It was just like friends, yeah. She was like, I don't want any of that shit. Because she didn't like it. But the reason why this episode is named Everybody Should Be Miranda Mm -hmm. is because this is something that I've been thinking about for a while. But one, Sex and the City is like one of my favorite shows, if not my favorite shows. And I watch it repetitively, endlessly, (laughs) tirelessly. I'll watch it because it's like such a great show <laughs> and all of its problematic glory, but I don't care. It's still great. Good TV, good TV, good TV. Um, but Miranda is is a very controversial character because the portrayal of her, or I guess the interpretation of the portrayal of her when the show was actually on air, was kind of like, oh, Miranda's the um shrewd. She's very... She's not ladylike. She's not ladylike. She's not... Uh, like, she's not... She wasn't like Carrie. Carrie is very much about being cute. And but like, everyone has a partner that like them the same way. That is true. But I think like, Miranda got a really bad rap because people were like, nobody wants to be Miranda. And if you were like Miranda, people would be like, oh my God, you're such a Miranda. Because... <laughs> It's true, though, because she just was, she's very cynical as well. Um, She has her problems, just like everyone else, but I think she just got a bad rap because... I think she was a cool character. She was a cool character, and I feel like she's... everyone need a friend like that in their friend group? But everyone needs to be that, because she was the only one who wasn't about the shit. To just be honest and... She was honest. Speak her mind. Her and Samantha were honest, honestly the most honest of all four. Miranda also wasn't with the shits because she was like, bro, you need to leave Big the fuck alone because he's clearly trash. And he clearly was not. No, she didn't. That's why she spent 10 years Did of her she life. she keep going back with him? She spent 10 years of her life in turmoil because of this Ten man. 10 years? 10 years. In and New then, York City. In New York City. And then he got married like to the man. Like there's not all these men out here. Well, she went through her fair share of men as well, but kept coming but back to big. But did she keep going back? Yes. Fine. <laughs> Let me remember that. And then, on top of that, she gets engaged to him, and he leaves her at the altar. That was embarrassing, honestly. Yeah, well, that's what she said. You have humiliated me. Like, no, seriously. Big really showed out on Carrie. I don't know why she stayed with him, but anyway... Just dumb. But, um, yeah, 
Miranda, not only was she honest and she really, like, loved her friends, loyalty was big to her, she was a lawyer, she was a single mom, like, working 80 hours a week, still holding it down at home, you know, she married a man who, like, didn't make as much money as her, but she was like, whatever, I got this. She was just about her shit, like. That's probably why where the critics came in and felt like they wanted to do a number on her, because it's just, like, it's really a realistic portrayal of a woman in New York City, but that's a realistic portrayal of women no matter what city you live in. Like, there's always going to be a mom that may be a single mom or may not be a single mom that's handling what she needs to handle. Right. And that is a supportive friend that she needs to be. And she also is a flawed person. She's emotional. Because I remember numerous episodes where I would, like, see Miranda being emotional. And I'd be like, whoa, that's not really her. Yeah. She but was... I used to like seeing some of those mm-hmm. moments because she was always kind of such a hard person sometimes. So I think that that's just a part of being a woman. Like, you are, you have space to be vulnerable sometimes but to the world you try to come across as not vulnerable right but yeah I think she definitely got like a bad rep because she was pretty much the antithesis of everything that we're taught women are supposed to be Mm -hmm. specifically her and Samantha like Samantha was definitely like I'm out here basically Samantha was a hot she was a hot ass mess and she was really out there, but I really appreciated her for her candidness or well, her candor and her sexuality. She was like, I don't care. I'm using these niggas. Like they use us. So like as many men as you want. It's hilarious because I literally used to call myself Samantha Rising Queen. Oh my god. And now But you had to go through that to get to be the woman that you are today. It was just a lot dealing with it. No, it was just a lot. Oh my god. No, but she was really smart. And yeah, I feel like we need to give Miranda her flowers. Because people really tried to show out on her. They really want him? Well, I also think like... And it's funny because when I first watched the show, I imagined... I was like... My granny was such a huge fan of Sex and the City, so I literally borrowed her Sex and the City DVDs before I bought my own. Mm-hmm. And I watched the whole series for the first time freshman year at FAMU. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my god, I'm such a Charlotte. <laughs> no, which Charlotte? <laughs> which yes. I low-key am a Charlotte, a mixture of Charlotte and Carrie. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I, was, I reluctantly admitted to the fact that I do share a lot of common commonalities with Miranda um because I am that on friend and my group of friends that's just like stop fucking with these niggas like why are you letting him treat you like this why are we always talking about men can we not talk about something else we're smart intelligent capable women don't she be saying that in the episode? She does. She said that one time. Yeah, don't she be yelling at the table saying that? Okay, so there was there was one that episode, one episode where she no, she did. She, she popped off done because they were talking about oh, Harry and Big had just broke up again. 
This was like the oh, around the first yeah. time. This oh, was okay. second season. Oh, Carrie and Big had just broke up, so of course Carrie was all she was distraught. Distraught, <laughs> and then I Charlotte. Eat. I can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me wonder. <laughs> she was a mess. So. And then Charlotte. Well, of course Samantha was talking about Dick because that's all Samantha talks about. And then Charlotte was talking about her boyfriend who kept scratching his balls. <laughs> she, didn't know, Girls. she didn't know how to, how to like tell him to stop doing that. So Miranda got mad because she was like, why are we giving them so much of our energy? When are we ever going to talk about our wants, our needs, you know, like what we like? Why are we always concerned about what men like, what men think? Like, what about what we think? And she was just like, please call me when you guys... Have more to talk. She got up on the table, paid for everyone's food because you know she's a boss bitch, and she walks off. I remember that episode. (laughs) She was fed up. She was fed up, but then of course something happened to her where she was like, "Oh yeah, I talk about men all the time too." In that same episode. Yeah, in the same episode. And I guess like cherishing those friends who love you enough to tell you the truth. Yeah, definitely think that's a real thing. That's true. And we've, well, I don't know if I've talked about this with you before, but I was just talking, I've talked to people, like, about the qualities that I value in people, and Miranda kind of wasn't about the niceties, like, she wasn't about being polite and being that. Being a people pleaser. People pleaser and being, like, ladylike, like, you know, like. She didn't really care if men liked her or not, or if people liked her or not. She was who she was, and she knew that. And I think a lot of the times, especially for women, we're taught that being liked, being palatable, being polite is what makes you a woman and what makes you a lady. And those are... is annoying. It's annoying because... We spend most of our time trying to be nice. Trying to please people. Exactly. And, you know, our worth is not only always tied up in our looks, but also always tied up in how comfortable and we can make other people around us Mm -hmm. and how we can please them and how we can kind of um, subdue situations with our nurturing dispositions. Especially black women in the workplace. Craziness like that. Um... But she was just so unbothered with that, and I feel like that was just something that was very underrated at the time. And it's crazy how we can watch old shows now with a different lens, and the 2018 lens, and be like, wow. (laughs) That's how I feel when I need to go back and watch Girlfriends, because I feel like it'll make so much more sense now that I'm in my 20s, like being able to watch a little older. Yeah. I think I'll appreciate it even more. Because I find that sometimes when I listen to, like, old John Legend. <laughs> Not old John Legend. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, like, I was listening to this when I was much younger, and I was singing the lyrics and not really relating to them, but now I'm, like, approaching 30, and I'm actually just like, wow, like, these lyrics are very relatable. It's just crazy. Just, like, the cultural things that, age and then you go back and watch it or listen to it and it's just like that's still relatable to what we're doing yeah that's true that's why I watch stuff over because you cut stuff second third fourth fifth six times around <laughs> oh my god you're crazy 
I know. I'm super obsessed with a handful of shows. Super obsessed. And I watch them over and over and over again. Because it just brings me... I'll just go ahead and tell them. So, obviously, Sex and City is one. The Office is another one. Yo, you be tweeting about The Office, like, every day, and I be weak. <laughs> Talking about people arguing over who's the funniest character. Oh, yeah. Okay, so apparently on Twitter, there's been debates on who is the most underrated funny character on The Office. And I've heard Creed, and I've heard Meredith, and I disagree with both. Because it is Hank, the security man. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> because, okay, so today I left my lunch at work. I mean, at home. So I came home for lunch. And I watched, like, some ep- uh, part of The Office. <laughs> and it's the episode where there's a surplus. And Oscar is trying to get Michael to pay for a new copier. But Pam this wants Michael to buy chairs. So they're, like, battling it out, right? So, Michael, being the indecisive, incompetent manager that he is, yes, calls up Hank, the security man, to help him choose to buy a copier or a chair. So, Hank, <laughs> he's a security man. So, he comes up there and he's like, uh, somebody called security. And Pam was like, Hank, someone called Hank? And Michael goes, hey, hey, have a dilemma. He's so <laughs> And Hank was like, so there's no emergency? He's exactly. like, no, he was like, I hustled up here. Because he, he was like, because you know I hustled up here. And Hank is black, so let me just tell y'all that right now. So Hank is one of those black guys who works in security who don't really care about his job, but he there to collect the check. <laughs> I cannot. So he, he was like, bro, I hustled my ass up here. You playing with me? Oh, my God. It was the funniest thing ever. Just calling people you don't even really need to. Exactly. And there's another, and I think people are all like, what the fuck, Morgan? Because Hank is not in, there's literally, he's not in a lot of episodes. He's not like a main character. He's still funny, clearly. And he's funny. And there's another episode when something happens and everyone ends up stuck at the office because Hank locks up the gates. Outside, like outside of the parking lot, so they couldn't drive out. So they had to call him, and nobody could remember his name. What? (laughs) So they call Jim calls him, and Hank is like, "Oh, I'm at home." Blah blah blah. So Jim's like, "Oh, can you come and unlock the gate?" So Hank's like, "Okay, I'm gonna be in city." He calls him like an hour later. He's like, "Hey," he was like, "I'm on my way." I was oh like, God. this is such a black person thing. You said your ass is going to be here an hour ago. Hank is literally the one of the that sounds funny. most funny, underrated characters on The Office. Fight me. I don't care. <laughs> I've only seen a couple episodes of The Office, though. That show is boring. It's freaking hilarious. So there's Sex and the City, there's The Office, there's The Game, which okay. is my shit. Yeah, I used to watch it. Well, after the third season, I kind of was not a fan. But, um, and then Game of Thrones. Those are my four that I can just go back and watch over and over again. Not even on the, like, because, you know, like, you know how some shows you can just watch the reruns over and over, like Fresh Prince Mm -hmm. and Martin and My Wife and Kids and the Jamie Foxx show. 
living single. Living single is really painful. But it, like, I can sit and binge those four shows over and over and over again and not get tired. Yeah, I'm not a binger anymore. It's kind of helpful. You know what? I've been noticing that, too. But I did do that a lot when I was in school. I feel like because we had a lot of time. Mm-hmm. We don't have that much like time. I used to binge Reno 911. That was, like, one of my favorite shows. I've never watched it, Honestly, but I heard it's that hilarious. Show is but it is hilarious. And Nisi Nash literally used to kill me for that shit. Nisi Nash just had this come up, and mm-hmm. I appreciate it. What else did I binge in school? I binged Loose. Oh. I really like that I still show. haven't watched it. It's very entertaining. So Beyonce I know. Beyonce snatched everyone's hair follicles. Wait, say that again? Beyonce snatched everyone's hair follicles. <laughs> and I still have no edges <laughs> from watching the clips on my phone. Yeah, so apparently the entire show is on Pornhub. I heard that. (laughs) I heard that. I didn't go look. I saw the majority of it. Pornhub used to be a favorite site listed on my. (laughs) You know, you pull up, pull up your browser, and it's like recent bookmarks. (laughs) Yikes! I'm dead. Yes, please, Darren. I'm dead. I'm just kidding. No, I'm actually not. You're not. <laughs> but okay. That was a long time ago. I've, yes, please. I've Have come you grown? Up. I've growth. Um, but yeah, no. Beachella. I like how Tina Lawson came out and she was talking about how she was just unsure about how the That's white such crowd. A mom thing. It is. Like, slow down. Like you're being too brave, honey. You're bringing... I don't know if they're Controversial, gonna, honey. Are they really gonna... Are they gonna get this? it? I don't know what's gonna happen. And what did B say? She said... It's not my job to spread trends. It is, it is my job as an artist to celebrate culture. And hopefully this celebration of black culture will make people appreciate and go to HBCUs and donate to them. And... Yeah. And Beyonce, that is a part of how you stack the legends. Exactly. Literally, she got up on the stage and she had this 100 slash 200 person band behind her. She showed up. Matching Kango hats on. <laughs> I want a Kango, actually. It's, they're online, I think. They, they are. I think. There's a store. The collaboration, right? No, like I want to act like oh, a Oh, I was saying because I think they're selling the actual hats that they had on. No, and I don't want those. Them. I want a They're cute. But no, so she had custom bum on by Olivia. Um, she literally had like this makeup on. I actually wrote about it on my blog. Mm-hmm. Um, that was on her face and on her body. So that's why it wasn't coming off. And it literally was staying in place the whole time. Because I was trying to understand how her face was big, literally, the entire time she yep. was performing. You saw her move her fan? Because whoever was operating the fan? No. So she literally walks up to the fan. Because you know her fan got to be on point, 100%, all the not. time, 24-7, 365. She's crazy. Or else she's having a fit. Oh, my cause gosh. Because the wind needs to blow. She went and moved the fan? Yes, because she was walking... And apparently it was not blowing right. So she walked up to the fan, moved it. Really, Beyonce? And then the man who was supposed to be manning it comes running up to the fan. He wasn't there? Nah, he wasn't. (laughs) And then she was like... He took a break for five minutes? Who's taking a break during Beyonce's set? (laughs) 
needs to be fired. <laughs> no, but I really, honestly, this performance, literally from the beginning to the portion of what I saw, because I didn't watch the whole thing, everything that I saw just made me really happy and made me very proud of being an alum of an HBCU, obviously. Because as many things as, I know you did junior, graduate, and PWI, but I feel like getting the HBCU experience is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And so all of these beast dance and things, I love that people who did not go to HBCUs, you just got a taste of, that's normal for us. Like, seeing bands and seeing people step, seeing all these things, mm-hmm. like, how on point all of those people were that were stepping and doing all of those things, that's normal life for us at school. I know, but you know what's funny? I was going to let the bee stands have it, because, you know, you can't say nothing against Beyonce. <laughs> I was going to say, but we not going to sit here and flex like Kanye wasn't bringing out HBCU bands Girl, on stage for his performances. That. Or doing skits of fraternities, mm-hmm. like, you know. Broke by broke. Broke, broke, broke by broke. We ain't got, got it. <laughs> ain't got no money. <laughs> ain't got no clothes. <laughs> ain't got no job. Ain't got no hope. So, yeah. I'm just, you know. Putting I'm, that out there in the universe. Putting that out there in the universe, because I feel like a lot of times people forget that um, things have happened before mm-hmm. current times. And... I appreciate Beyonce for everything that she's done for us and for the culture. And I think this performance was very timely and needed. Yeah. It was very necessary. It was very poignant. It was very everything. Um, but funny. I also want people to know that bringing HBCU <laughs> bands to your performances is not new. <laughs> and we've seen the black... BGLO culture portrayed in entertainment at the BT Awards back in 06. Right. Not standing for Kanye because he's really getting on my nerves right now. He's <laughs> showing out with these tweets. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't even want to get into that. But I, JS. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I know. He, he snatched our Emmys. Yeah, no, I'm excited. And I knew this was going to happen. I knew that she was going to perform. And then I was going to be like, ugh. I need to go to this concert now. <laughs> but not everybody has boyfriends to buy their tickets. So. Oh, you're not going to shame me like that. <laughs> you will not. Yes, I am going. I will be there. Yes, with Bay. That's cute. I'm proud. I'm excited. I'm excited for you. But this performance, I was just like, what is she going to do for the tour if this is what she's doing? Right. What is she about to do? She about to have Blue on stage. That's what she about to do. Not Blue. Because you know Blue is the one that's orchestrating everything anyways. You're right. She is the mastermind. Blue was backstage and she was waiting on her little shout out. Did she say her name? I heard she said her name during the performance. I'm dead. She was waiting. I'm dead. She brought out Solange to twerk with her. She brought out Destiny's Child. You know, I just love that she did all of that. I think that that's beautiful. It is. And Instead Michelle just got this ring. For yourself. Oh, yeah. Yes, for her. She looks happy. For her and they all man. look good. He doesn't look white. Do he look mixed? I don't know what he is, <laughs> but he looks like he's not white. He looks like he mixed with something. <laughs> all right. His features were giving me black men. Because be I was like, okay, Michelle, you down with the swirl? I, I see don't you, know. girl. I could be wrong, but he looks 
kind of black and fake to me from the pictures that I saw that people were posting. It could be. But you know what? It matters not because love is love. It doesn't. It doesn't. Because, I mean, look at Janet Jackson. Love is love. And you can leave the love of your life. And, and walk away with millions. With $500 million. <laughs> Scammer. And she's on tour right now. Scammer. I saw her. She shot. I saw her back in like Wait, November. Wait, so is this, is her tour still going on? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Okay, I was wondering. Yeah, and she's going to be at Essence Fest, too. We need to get Essence <laughs> to these concerts before we don't have none. I'm dead. And the Reed scammed us. They did. But it's okay. I'm still part of them. Anyway. So, closing out with our tweet, throwback tweet. I got one for y'all. Speaking of everyone should be a Miranda, my very Miranda tweet from... Oh, my goodness. The 3rd of June, 2014. Wow. Four years ago, at 11.29 a.m., I tweeted, I refuse to let those I associate myself with be anything less than great. So if you bordering on mediocrity, I'm going to have to say something. (laughs) You are out of control. (laughs) And this is when you was at family in bed. (laughs) But you know what? That's That's very relatable. Currently. <laughs> right. Like, you need to get it together or you're going to get cut off. It's spring cleaning time anyway. <laughs> so, you got to straighten up. Or right. Tighten up. Don't get left behind. Tighten up, y'all. No shade. And special shout out to Cardi B for invading your privacy. Yes. And your pregnancy announcement. They can hear it. Ah. And Nikki for those singles. I hear a lot of people are not feeling the singles. I bought them. <laughs> so, so, is this King Kong? Yes, it's King Kong. <laughs> is this King Kong? Yes, Miss King Kong. I just want women in hip hop to win. I know. I the singles and Cardi's album. I just want to show the support. I agree. I feel like the more the merrier. You and know what I mean? It's sliding up when those singles about to come out. You got nothing to say. Nothing. I want Remy to win. Okay. Okay. Uh, Alright, guys. Well, we'll catch y'all later. Enjoy your lives, I guess. And Live it enjoy, to the fullest. Enjoy nice for what video. Oh, that is a cute video. And enjoy hearing it all summer because I heard it all weekend at Springtime. I literally... <laughs> Have been listening to it all day for the past like week. Yeah, it's a great motivational song. We want to hear that at homecoming and Essence Festival. I'm dead. Yeah. Well. Yay.